Hi, Hi everyone. everyone. I'm John. And I'm Georgia. And we're here inside your ears to talk about the mac and cheese of movies. This, this is Comfort, Comfort Films. Films. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 37 of the Comfort Films podcast. Wahoo! <laughs> We're very excited this week to talk about Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Yes. Yes, this came out back on April 25th, 1997. I saw this in the theater. I remember oh, wow. seeing okay. it in the theater. Yeah. I did not. Okay. This was the end of my first year of college, and I don't remember seeing it then. I must have just gotten it on video. Okay. Like a year or two later. Fully acceptable. But I definitely saw it during the college years, Georgia, the college years. <laughs> I love that special. <laughs> it's a good one. You were excellent in that. You were excellent. <laughs> Thank you. Loved your work. Big fan. Uh, I mean, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion was one of those movies that I really liked because I was just out of high school, you know? Yeah. It was like two years out at this point. It's 97. I'm in college. College is going well. I'm enjoying it. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, high school. Oh, yeah. You know? And I think back to that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the first reunion we had was a five-year reunion. That's not long enough. Because, I mean, I felt like the whole purpose of the reunion is to, like, come back together after you haven't seen each other for a long time. Yeah. And catch up, Mm -hmm. you know, and be like, oh, this happened and this happened. I mean, generally speaking, and maybe I'm wrong, I would expect that for the most part, at five years, pretty much all anybody's done is just go to college. Well, it's, you know... And, you know, have one year working or whatever. Right. Well, for me, it was different because I had a theater company at that point, so I was really excited to go and, like, talk to people and see if anybody wanted to join up. So I I dug that. And, again, this is before social media, you know, and you didn't have everybody's numbers. So it was like there were people I had not seen, you know, since graduation. So I, I had a good time with that, but I mean, that's in the future. At this point, you know, it's an unknown reunion. I'm with you. I'm thinking, you know, I'm like 50. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I have a cane and a parrot. <laughs> like the, like now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. No, no. I mean, I think because the funny thing here that I think they play on in this yeah. is that you have this idea of, and I don't know if this is for everyone who went to high school, but if you weren't like the super popular kid. Mm-hmm you know, who thought high school was the dream, you kind of might have this kind of fantasy of, you know, going back, like, completely transformed. Right, right. To the reunion. Yeah. And, you know, just wowing everyone with how great you look and how much you've accomplished and how well you're doing. And everybody's just going to be super thrilled, you know, just to be around you because you're so great. Um, and that's, you know, what happens in Michelle's dream, which is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. And before it gets really weird, and that's <laughs> wonderful. But, you know, I think that's kind of what this plays on. Like, Romy and Michelle, they looked at themselves as not uncool during yeah. school, but they knew they weren't part of, like, what they called the A group. Right. And, you know, Romy had a crush on, like, the most popular boy in school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just, they wanted to be more popular than they were. Mm -hmm. So once they find out about this reunion, they jump into this idea, especially Romy, I think, is driving the bus on it, of, you know, showing up and just blowing everyone away with how amazing their lives are now. Well, it's kind of like... It's kind of like a reality show makeover, you know? It's like, you know, they do that in, what, a half an hour, an hour? I mean, if you've had 10 years, you know, to come up with something, it better be good, you know? I, I mean, yeah, I didn't have that. But they invented post-its. <laughs> that, is, that is legendary. I just love the way that it's totally bizarre comment, but I just love the way that Mira Sorvino says long O's in this. Mm-hmm. It's just like, ooh. <laughs> it. People made fun of you because you had scoliosis. <laughs> I mean, like, what? We invented post-its, she keeps saying, and I love it. Anyway, sorry. Oh, sidebar. That's, I think it's a great sidebar. This is the stuff <laughs> I love to talk about. I mean, you know, it's crazy to think that Romy and Michelle were just these small characters in a play, right? Yeah, I Originally. Knew, I knew nothing about this until you kind of did your research on the backstory 
Um, but yeah, so yeah, tell everybody because I'm sure nobody knows. Well, I mean, it's hot off the press. I did this research of like a good 10, 15 minutes ago. <laughs> so. Was it just reading IMDb, like my usual research? I, I went around a little bit. I went to some different sites and I, I checked it out. Um, so the so show. Yeah, you, you went even deeper. This is, you know, deep study from John. I went inside the computer. Like. <laughs> I am one with the internet now, you know. <laughs> so what, what I found out was that this was a play called Ladies' Room, okay? And in 1987, when the writer Robin Schiff, who also wrote the movie of Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion, she was writing this play called Ladies' Room, and she decided to add these two characters in. And the production was interesting because everything took place in a ladies' room. Mm-hmm. So it was like a pickup bar, and you were in the ladies' room for the entire show. Okay. Okay. That's so a fun concept. Yeah, it was pretty neat. When I looked at the review from the Los Angeles Times, what it said is it was like the answer to you know like all like the raunchy kind of boy humor that was everywhere. Mm-hmm. This was like a female version of that, which well, sounded pretty cool. Because the joke always is that women all go to the bathroom together. Yeah. And so, yeah, that would be like a play based on what happens inside said bathroom. Well, and I mean, you know, for guys, it's always like you wonder what's going on in there. <laughs> like, I have an imagination, so I feel like we can travel to other worlds, you know, <laughs> things like that. I mean, who knows? But, you know, when when you actually get to see a play like this that was so different for the time, well, like Christ, I wasn't there. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, you know, the idea of a play like this, you know, because I remember all of the raunchy boy humor, like Porky's, mm-hmm, Porky's mm-hmm. 2, Porky's Revenge. Well, and this, was she in the Groundlings for the, like this show was a part of that or it just came out of that? Well, my understanding was Robin Schiff was in the Groundlings, mm-hmm. as was Lisa Kudrow. So they knew each other from the Groundlings and they were friends. Mm-hmm. And this play went up outside of that. I believe it came up in West Hollywood. Okay. And that's where the original production happened. And I believe that happened in 1988. But you're saying that they weren't even the main characters. No. They were just part of it. Right. They they were just like some small characters that were built in. And then they spun off into this movie. Yeah. And she wrote this movie based around them. Yes. And that movie, you know, came about 10 years later after she was originally writing Romy and Michelle into the play Ladies Room. That's really fun. I mean, I, I and I just love this. It's like a great women movie. Yeah. I mean, and we even in movies like you know we're talking about men's humor and stuff. Yeah. We don't really get that many great women movies. It's that nice aren't when you see just them. about falling in love or mm. something like that. I mean, I love romantic comedy. You do too. Mm-hmm. No problem. But this is really just like not that. You know, no, this was about two platonic friends. And how many times did we see a movie that was focused on two women that were just interested in being friends and having a good time? Yeah. And neither one of them ends up in a real relationship at the end. I mean, they've borrowed this money from Sandy Frank to start their business, Mm -hmm. but there's no indication that he and Michelle are now in a relationship or something. Nope. And I think that's pretty different because you know we're doing this kind of pink theme series not just pink as in women because it doesn't have to be yeah but you know like in legally blonde pink is l's signature color pretty and pink self-explanatory right and in this movie uh, there's some pretty iconic like fashion looks that are pink um, from from especially I'm thinking about Michelle Lisa Kudrow has like this pink dress on when uh, they're at the end of the prom, and I I always remember it. Well, here's two more things I want to bring up. So Lisa Kudrow originated the role of Michelle. And the other piece is the costume designer from the San Francisco production actually designed the costumes for this film. And the costumes are amazing. Yeah. And Secret is about to be revealed about the fourth pink theme movie yes um the costume designer for Romeo and michelle also is the costume designer for our movie number four which i'm not gonna say 
Ooh, we're letting it hang. We're you guys letting can it hang. go to IMDb and research it and then, uh, you know, tune in next week and find out. Sleuth it out. But I will say that of the four movies that we focused on, this is the only one that really doesn't have a romantic interest for either of the women. No. Um, and it really is just about female friendship. And I love that. I mean, I honestly can't think of another movie up until maybe like book smart oh book smart was great yeah much more recent Mm -hmm. that really is just focused on female friendship i'm sure that i'm wrong and there's a million but it just doesn't pop to mind and i just remember this movie so fondly and you know we haven't actually watched this one in a while no and we were trying to come up with you know which which movie we wanted to include um, for our week three here and we talked about this and then as soon as we put it on I just instantly had this warm and fuzzy feeling <laughs> because I have such great memories of watching this movie I believe with my best friend Melissa and we just adored it we just thought it was so fun and so funny and we watched it several times you know we only lived around each other for maybe two years mm-hmm. Um, but I know we must have watched this at least a couple times together. Um, and I just, I think it's a fantastic, fantastic movie. Well, once again, we have a movie that's all about being true to yourself. Yes. And how good is that? You got to watch that with your best friend, Melissa. Mm-hmm. And both you and Melissa are your own person. And that has served you both very well in life. Well, I mean, she's an excellent real-life example of someone who, you know, went back and, you know, thought, hey, what do I really care about in life? Mm -hmm. And made that her career. And it's awesome. I mean, um, I don't know if we've mentioned this on the show or not, um, but we have a bumper sticker on our refrigerator. Oh, yeah. um, That says, remember who you wanted to be. And it's just a big reminder for John and I every day to keep our dreams alive. Um, Because I think it's very easy to get older and feel like you have to give things up and that you can't pursue, you know, the things that you cared about when you were young. But I think that if you do that, you're kind of giving up on yourself and you're giving up on your life. So, like, even if you do have to have a day job like I do, or if you have to do, you know, different things to support yourself, you know, you got to keep that dream alive. You know, I wanted to be a writer. Like, when I was a kid, that's what I wanted. And, you know, there were many years that have gone by when I haven't written a single word, but... You know, remembering that that's what I wanted makes me think about that more. So even if it's me writing a blog post for our website or just writing a journal entry or, you know, coming up with a funny, you know, (laughs) meme caption, I don't know. Even that is creative and writing. um, And those things are important to me. And I actually bought that sticker before um, we decided to move to L.A., (laughs) And, you know, that was probably a big driving force in us doing that because, you know, it kept reminding John, hey, what did I want to be? I wanted to be an actor. Yep. And I think that, you know, pushed us into making some of those decisions to come out here and you pursue acting full time. It's, yeah. I mean, it's something where when you have that fire in you and you keep that fire burning, which can be really hard yeah you know it can really give you just what you want and also i'd like to mention that you are published and that is a massive deal yeah no that's true i i wrote some essays for um a book on film actually Mm -hmm. uh films made in toronto Uh, i have a couple essays in that and yeah i'll post them up sometime because i'm sure that we're going to do one of the movies that I wrote on, which was Frequency. Um, and that was on a bestseller list, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yes. it was. For a little while, it was uh, it was top seller in the, <laughs> in the category. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, look, I'm psyched about it. I, I was It was a dream come true um, for me to do that. And I've had another dream of, you know, finishing a full book. And I've done that. I, I did it a long time ago, and I haven't revisited it and revised it or 
put it in for publication, but it's always something that's camping out there. And, you know, I have a mystery series in the works. I have a horror novel I'm writing. Like, I have all kinds of stuff that I'm in progress on that's, you know, really important part of my life and something that I want, some things that I want to do. Oh, and, you you're, know. Al- and you're also a stand up comedian. I was. <laughs> It, that never goes I'm, away. That never goes away. And now I'm a podcast jokester. But, uh, An awesome podcast jokester. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I like making people laugh. That is that is something I've always liked, and I've always loved comedy and stand-up. And, you know, that's there's no day that would go by where I wouldn't be trying to make people laugh it's just too important i enjoy to that me. too it's look it's something where if you enjoy making people laugh you just get hooked on it and it's something you just want to keep going and it's fun laughing feels great laughing with other people feels wonderful you know and when you can talk to somebody that might be having a you know a rough day or you know something is going on and you can make that person laugh it's great it is you it's... know laughter's a gift and it's you know we're if we're able to share it, it it's a great thing and it's you know it's so wonderful that we've been so fortunate to do the things that we wanted to do you know and that bumper sticker yes i definitely feel that that is something that's always in the back of my mind i've had friends come over to the house they see the bumper sticker you know and you can just see like the light bulb go on and and you're back in the game but being out here in los angeles being able to act being able to do comedy you know, I mean, you're out here with the most talented people in the world and you get to play. I'm getting to play. I mean, there's nothing greater than that. And so it, it does feel wonderful to be able to have your dream and, and, and live your dream. And all of us can do it. Yeah. And I mean, I think that what happens in Romy and Michelle is that they have lived part of their dream, right? I mean, a big part of their dream was to get out of their town Mm -hmm. that they grew up in and and go to L.A. Yeah. And they've done that. Um, But, you know, it's not maybe as glamorous as they want it to be, you know? But it is pretty great when we actually see their life. They have a nice place, you know? Yeah, that they would never be able to afford now. I mean, they moved to Venice at the right time. Um, you know, and they are friends, you know, each one of them has a ride or die best friend in their life, which is amazing. It's very hard to find that good of a friend and, you know, they are doing okay. They get to enjoy their lives and live right next to the beach, Mm -hmm. but they don't think that it's the glamorous, you know, lifestyle that they want to project. Right. And that's where they fall into the trap. You know, they have this fear that they're going to be judged because in high school they were judged for different things. Right. Romy was overweight. Ha ha. I know. I mean, Hollywood version of overweight. Right. (laughs) And Michelle had, had scoliosis and had to wear this back brace. Um, you know, and they were just kind of treated like outsiders And so those kind of feelings come back to them when they know they're going to be back around these high school people. And they start thinking about their lives and looking at their lives and thinking, hey, I don't feel good about who I am. I don't feel good about where I am. Yeah. And the fact is, you know, by the end of the movie, they really haven't changed. Like, and it's a good thing. That they haven't changed. Yeah. They haven't, you know, made themselves different for other people. They've just come to appreciate themselves for exactly who they are. And they have kind of hooked up with people who similarly can appreciate them. You know, instead of comparing themselves to other people and and finding themselves coming up short, they have found kind of their little tribe. Yep. You know, Heather Mooney. Janine Garofalo, amazing. Janine Garofalo is the most wonderful person. She's so mean in this, and it's so hilarious. And she invented uh, these cigarettes that burn really fast, because in between classes in high school, she wasn't able to get through a full cigarette. Yes. You know, and it's just like, you know, you have somebody like that, 
Jeannie Garofalo, you know, you, you know, like the, the persona from her comedy, which is awesome. And then in this movie that kind of follows, you know, the, the same image. Yeah. And it shows that even she, as tough as she is, does actually care about what other people thought about her. Yes. You know, because she had this whole thing with Justin Thoreau. That's crazy. It's Justin Thoreau, I right? Know. Like, I, we had no idea who this I mean, we love him now. Yeah. He's done so many great things. Like, The Leftovers mm-hmm. was one of my favorite TV shows of all time. Wanderlust, yeah, Charlie's I mean, Angels. He's, he's an amazing writer. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many great things about this guy. And this may be the first thing I really saw him in where he plays the cowboy. You know, who was silent right. and he just throws his like used cigarette butt at Heather Mooney so that she can light her cigarette. And then it turns out it was just that he liked her and wanted to talk to her, but he had a stutter and he was afraid. And right. we find that out later. So it's also like a small little message about making assumptions about people mm-hmm. um, because, you know, she just assumed. That he hated her and was being rude, but it really was that he had a self-esteem problem and just didn't know how to overcome it, you know, which by the end of the movie he does. Well, we also have the A group, right? And that's a group of four women. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I mean, also Billy Christensen is in it, who's like the football star in high right, school. Right. It's like the super popular kids. So most of the time that's like cheerleaders, football players. So Billy Christensen is married to the head of the A group. Christy Masters. Yes. yes. And she, you know, puts on this front that everything is wonderful. She still is in touch with the same women. From high school, yeah. which yeah, I thought that was interesting, right? Because Romy and Michelle were best friends, and they stayed together. And then also this A group stayed together as well. For the most part, we have the one outlier, mm-hmm. which is Lisa, played by Elaine Hendricks, who says um, that she lost touch with them uh, because she actually went on to do other things. Like, she's a Vogue, you know, fashion editor, Whereas the other three women just married and had kids and that kind of became their whole life. Well, and they aren't happy. We actually find out that Christy, you know, has been having affairs. Then we find out Billy has been having affairs. Billy even says, I'm not sure if the third kid is even mine. Yeah. Like it doesn't seem like a, like a happy marriage. Like Billy is an alcoholic. Yeah. He's hanging all over these women. It's just grotesque. I mean, he's a drunk and and Christy, like she's not proud of him. Like she tells people that he's a real estate developer when in reality, he just works for her father's contractor company. Hanging drywall. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> right. And he's not happy with himself either. No. So, you know, it's just an interesting thing where, you know, you have this idea that these people haven't made because right. they are popular. But in reality, maybe it's not the case. And, you know, maybe they're just better at lying to everyone. Well, the best person at the reunion is Sandy Frank, because Sandy Frank is like your typical nerd in school. You yeah. know what I mean? Big I, I've definitely thrown off a Sandy Frank vibe <laughs> many times in my life. So I, I'm like, OK, so Sandy Frank is like the really nice guy that you knew in high school that, that had pimples. You know, he was very awkward. Nerdy nerd. Right. But and, smart. And yeah. it's played by Alan Cumming, who's. Brilliant. stellar yeah yeah in everything always and his voice in this is wonderful when he plays you know the 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 younger version then he plays like kind of the middle-aged version and then when we get that flash forward and oh, we yeah. see him as you know like what maybe a 70 year old man i'm guessing oh, around older i mean when they do that ridiculous like flash forward and the fantasy he's must be like a hundred they all look like they're <laughs> so decrepit it's hilarious it's really well done and the physicality that he brings yeah he plays that older character is fantastic he as plays well. a distinct version in each one i mean in the old version it's like the old fantasy sandy too mm-hmm. so there's like Another young version. sandy fantasy sandy 28 year old sandy and then fantasy elderly sandy <laughs> i mean it's it's pretty phenomenal Um, and yeah, he's the guy that, you know, was completely at the bottom of the social ladder in high school. And guess what? He goes on to invent some kind of 
rubber for sneakers, I think they said. Yeah. And he's insanely massively rich. And he makes this ridiculous entrance to the reunion. He shows up in a helicopter, yeah. you know, and he comes in. You know, and at this point, Romeo and Michelle are actually ready to leave the reunion. Yeah. But they see Sandy, and then they both dance with him. Yeah, this ridiculous, crazy dance. To time after time. Yeah, it's like a, I don't know, it's... I don't even know what you call that it's, dance. It's like a performance art dance or yeah. something. It's not like they're really dancing, but actually Time After Time played earlier in the movie as well. Okay. Um, The end of the prom scene mm-hmm. where, so Romy had really wanted to dance with Billy. Like this whole idea in her mind is it's the last day of school. Mm-hmm. It's the prom, which by the way, put a pin in that. So I'm going to ask a question about that later. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've never heard of that. That was not the case with me. I don't know anyone that was the case with. Yes. All right. Then that was the pen I was going to put. We don't have to put a pen. <laughs> Removing I've, the pen. I've, okay. never, I've never heard of the prom being the last day of school. I think that's weird. I mean, yeah. my prom was in like March or something, which is, it was not the last day of school. And yeah. I think that like, that's just way too much. Like you're going to have the prom and graduation like all at the same time. I don't think so. That, yeah. What? what yeah. I don't yeah, even no. know how logistically Not that possible. would work. It would I, be I don't too even... much. And then you have all your senior parties and all this stuff. No. No, 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 no. No way. The prom was kind of like the opening season, you know, of like, okay, we're going to start with prom. And then we started having our senior parties. And then we did senior trip and stuff like that. Yeah. Not like everything squished into the last week of school. <laughs> but no, anyway. I think it was, I think like it was probably about like a month before, maybe six weeks before. Maybe well, more? I mean, I it must know. be to do with time of year and like weather because with us, it was like even before that, but it would have been warm for us. But in March, you guys would have been freezing your butts off. Well, we were inside though. So, I mean, it could have yeah, been, I just don't remember. You're wearing like, you know, girls are wearing like strapless dresses and stuff. I don't know. Point point being, it's a little weird. Maybe somebody's school does this, but, you know, I don't know. They're like, this is the last, it could be the last dance of school, maybe. Okay. Um, But I, I felt like they were saying it was the last day of school. I anyway, got that too. So maybe it's like, we didn't get it. I've maybe. gone way know. too far off topic here. What I was saying was time after time yeah um they do this performance art dance too but when they're leaving the reunion but they also did this dance earlier where Romy really wanted to dance with billy christensen Mm -hmm. she you know gets up the nerve to ask him and he says yeah and then promptly runs over to his girlfriend to tell her and they play a joke on you know they turn it into a joke on Romy yeah Christy goes to Romy and says and just like pretending to cry and says that Billy broke up with her because he wants to be with Romy and then you know Romy's like freaking out like oh my gosh I can't believe this happened Mm -hmm. and she kind of feels bad a little bit right because she thinks she's broken them up. Because she's a good person. Yeah. And she actually and not cares. a piece yeah. of trash like right. Christy. Yeah. And then, of course, we see Christy riding off on a motorcycle with Billy in the background. Um, but, you know, so he ditches Romy. She's miserable. And Michelle, like, gets her to come out and dance to time after time together. She says, I'll dance with you. And they dance to the song. So this is kind of like their song in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, because they dance to it with Sandy at the end, too. It's well, a song that means something to Romy and Michelle. Well, okay, so Sandy, I believe, he asked Michelle to dance. Mm-hmm. And he's like, can I have this dance? And she's like, sure, but only if, you know, Romy can dance this, too. Okay, this makes sense to me now. I, I didn't put that together during the movie. I yeah. did not put it together. I, Thank you. I don't know why. It seems kind of obvious that they both that it was time after time both times. But for some reason, I didn't think about it until just now either. Anyway. I love these revelations. This is cool. It's this what happens cool. when you talk about the movies. Right. But, uh, you know, I think that that's really cool of Michelle. Like, I think that Romy tends to kind of take the lead in their friendship a lot of times. But this is where we can see, like, the subtle ways that Michelle is also a really good friend. Mm-hmm. 
you know, Romy is the one who's trying to push Michelle to do things and, like, go get a job and try to, you know, go to the gym and do this kind of stuff. Right. And not eat Cool Ranch Doritos, like, multiple times. I love the fact that they have this idea that they're going to lose weight, which they don't need to do. Not at all. But they're going to lose weight, and then they go to the gym in their dresses, (laughs) in their high heels, you know, like platform shoes. Yeah, they're wearing, like, platform shoes and, like, club clothes. (laughs) And, like, they just, you know, they go to the gym, they give it hell for, like, you know, it seems like maybe a a day, maybe it was a little bit longer, you know, they do that cycling class, which is hilarious, because they have to, like, stand up, and they're just like, what is this? (laughs) You know what I mean? And it was, yeah. Anyway, what I liked about it was they were like, okay, we didn't lose any weight. Then they just said, fuck it, and then just had, like, this, like, amazing, yeah, like, there was just stuff everywhere, and this is an interesting time to bring this up. So, one of the things that we see there is a bag from Big Kahuna Burger. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that's, like, a little tie-in there to Quentin Tarantino, and we also do see an ad for Red Apple Cigarettes at another part in the film. So they say this is because Quentin Tarantino was dating Mira Sorvino at the time. Oh, that's funny. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, like, the big plan. Oh, yeah. So so basically what happens is that, you know, they found out about the reunion from Heather. They get, like, these questionnaires to fill out, to send in, Mm -hmm. about what they've done since high school. And, you know, they're kind of jacked up to fill these out because... You know, at first they're like, oh, our life is really cool. We live in L.A. We're single. We go and do all kind of stuff. Yeah. But then they start filling it out. And Romy pretty immediately is just like, oh, wow, we sound terrible. Mm. Um, Michelle kind of doesn't seem to feel that way at first. But then Romy kind of talks her into it. Um, And this is when they decide, oh, we need to like we need to come up with a story about how awesome we are. So they can't they feel like they can't tell the truth. Because they live with each other. They're still single. They don't have boyfriends. Right. Michelle doesn't even have a job. Mm. You know, they really don't feel like they're that impressive on paper. Well, the funny part is, is it's like, these are all the things that I feel like a young person actually would be excited about. You know, because you still have anything that could happen in life. Well, it, it just depends on the person. Yeah. Like, I feel like you and me would think that, but, you know, a lot of people in my hometown were married before I got married. I, we were 27 when I got married, or I was, and you had just turned 28, and, like, you know, that would have been the 10-year high school reunion time. So, Romy decides they have to go and, like, you know, she's like, I'll go get us boyfriends. You go find a job. We have to sound really good at what we're doing. Um, so they go about this plan. It's terrible. <laughs> um, she can't find any boyfriend that, you know, sounds good enough. Right. Like, <laughs> I love it that she's in a club and this guy comes up to her and she's like, oh, that's a great suit. Is it Armani? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, oh, what do you do? And he's like, I'm a suit salesman. (laughs) You know, I mean, she was hoping he was some rich guy, you know, that would be impressive. He's not. Well, and she says that great line to get away from. She's like, oh, I'm sorry I have to go. I I cut my foot earlier and my shoe's filling up with blood. (laughs) Yeah. She just (laughs) backs away weirdly. Yeah. Um, Michelle tries to go get a job on Rodeo Drive. It's horrendous because she's talking to the sales guy and there's this woman trying on clothes next to her and she, you know, says, oh, ma'am, you look great in that shirt, you know, and then she turns around to the guy and it's like, and I can just tell everyone that, you know, clothes look great on them, even if I think they're hideous, but not you though, you know, I mean, it's like. She, so they're like, we're not hiring right now. And she's like, well, you shouldn't make people fill out an application then. And she's all huffy. And it calls kind of back to the beginning of the movie where they were watching Pretty Woman. Mm-hmm. And they were laughing because Julia Roberts is so upset because she can't shop. Oh, that was so funny. It was very funny. Well, they were just riffing that movie. I really <laughs> enjoyed that. I yeah. really, really enjoyed that. It was great. Yeah, and I think Julia Roberts was actually like a, a guest on Friends at one point. 
Oh, I probably. Yeah. I don't remember Friends that well. Sorry, everyone who suddenly got into Friends in the last five years. I kind of was like, I was like fringe Friends. Like, I was in on it, but like, I never was home. I never like was able to like say, I'm watching Friends. You I know? watched it probably a good bit in my last couple of years of college because Melissa was obsessed with it mm, yeah. and adored it and still does, I think. But, eh. I mean, I thought it was good, and then I just kind of got burned out on it, and then I just never watched the last two or three years of it. But, you know, Lisa Kudrow was amazing oh, on so it, actually. Funny. Phoebe was probably my favorite, in retrospect, because she was so quirky and weird. And Lisa Kudrow was brilliant. I mean, as yeah. Michelle, she's phenomenal. Um, she's so silly and weird and quirky, and it just really works. Um, and, yeah, she's She's a travesty trying to go get this job. And she ends up, you know, at the bargain outlet, you know, oh, version of the store. And she just has to leave because she can't stand it. Um, so, yeah, they end up with no boyfriends, no jobs. Um, they are able to borrow a car from Ramon at the dealership. Um, but that's pretty much it. And then... You know, they decide, hey, we don't have to actually have great lives. Nobody knows us. And, you know, the only person that I've seen is Heather Mooney, and she's not coming. So we can just, you know, say that we're big time. Right. And that's when they concoct, like, the Post-its idea. And they, you know, have these suits. The suits is, you know, really, the suits are such a nice touch. My, my favorite scene in the entire movie is the scene with a waitress at the diner yes. where they announce that they're business women and they <laughs> want to know if there's like a business women's special. Like that is so good. And the, the waitress is perfect. She's so baffled yes. at what they're talking about. Yes. And then, of course, she says, what kind of business are you in? And, you know, they have no answer because they're like, uh. But yeah, when Romy says, is there a <laughs> business <laughs> special, it's amazing. Well, it's, I mean, that's uh, so good. I laugh so hard, I kind of have to pause the movie to let it run its course. Yeah. Because it's so ridiculous. It just shows, like, they don't know what business women do. They're, you know. Well, it's what it reminds me of is that, you know, it's like we're talking about playing a character. When we were back in college and we were underage, we came up with this really brilliant idea, <laughs> which was to dress up one of our friends in a suit and send him into the liquor store. Oh, my God. And he managed, he managed to always be able to buy alcohol just because he came in with a shithouse suit on. So it's like I could really see, you know, how, how you would feel that. And what's funny is everyone, well, not everyone, a good many of the people at the reunion are lying. The people that they want to impress, that A group, those ladies, Billy Christensen, these people are lying about their lives. These yeah. people are inflating what it's about. And the people that are very successful, like Heather Mooney, you know, Janine Garofalo, mm -hmm. right, and Elaine Hendricks, you know, these people are very low-key about it yeah well heather mooney i don't even know why she showed up because she kind of hates everyone she showed up because she wanted to see sandy and she thought he would come and if she if she could see sandy because it was like while sandy had a big cr big crush on michelle heather had a big crush on sandy and he didn't look twice at her because he was so obsessed with michelle mm -hmm. and michelle didn't look twice at sandy she kind of like some guy in the drama club or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just kind of one of these things where it's like nobody who liked someone was liked back. But right. they just liked somebody else. And it was like this whole chain of brokenhearted people. But yeah, that's why Heather does show up to the reunion um, hoping to see Sandy. Well, yes, because she has that scene where Sandy asks Michelle to dance and she says no. And then Heather is there. And she says, I'll dance with you. <laughs> and says, Sandy says, but it's not It's not good unless you really love the person. Oh, and she and... is so, like, miserable from this. And, yeah. and then she just kind of turns around and acts mean to Toby. 
um, which is Cameron Manheim, who she's always super rude to. Oh, man, I feel bad about that because yeah. Toby just seems like such a nice person. Yeah. And you're like, why would you be mean to her? She is a really nice person. I mean, I, can't, I, I kind of am like a little concerned with the fact that so many people in my life told me that I was like Heather Mooney <laughs> when I was in college. Okay. Like, I think that it was mostly because of like the massive chain smoking and kind of like <laughs> sarcasticness. But I, I don't think I was like fully mean to others. Like I'm hoping. No, um, you're not a mean person at heart. At the end of the movie, Heather is in uh, Romeo and Michelle's boutique Right. And trying on a dress and it's like not black and like they're so excited that, you know, she's trying on clothes and <laughs> Michelle says, yeah, you know, it's kind of like I had a baby except she smokes and says shit a lot. <laughs> and Melissa was like, oh, that's you. You smoke and say shit a lot. <laughs> so, but then there were, like, other people who, who would tell me I was just like Janine Garofalo, just like Heather Mooney, which is played by Janine Garofalo, or just like Daria. Um, All people from, I had a crush on growing MTV. up. So I, I have a type, and it worked out. <laughs> well, it worked know? out for you. It did. I'm pretty stoked. Hopefully you know? I wasn't too horrific to other people. Like no. Heather. You're a great um, person. You're a great person. Well, and you her... could just be low-key. And, and, you know, smoking is something that people remember, specifically when they're not smokers themselves. Well, and I was like a crazy smoking machine. So was I. I mean, I was that was college. the way. Yeah. I mean... I was burning through cigarettes, and I would have been thrilled to have a quick burning one so that I could get even more cigs in during the day. Like, when I used to drive to work, when I worked at the electric company in Massachusetts, yeah, it was like a 15-minute drive, and I smoked like 100s, right. and I would smoke three of them <laughs> before I got to work. I was like, I have to get three of these in. I would smoke them so fast in the car. It's a wonder I didn't, like, die of nicotine poisoning. Well, I had, in college for me, this is great, there was a rumor going around where people were saying, you know, I heard John Macy smoke so many cigarettes at that party last night that he just passed out. (laughs) (laughs) And one of my friends Uh. told me that, and I'm like, what? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh so, my God. so yeah, I, I mean, I understand, you know, it, it's, it's funny, you know, the things that, that people remember in the end, you know, it, oh it's, God, uh, that's hilarious, but yeah, anyway, so Heather, you know, she ends up like kind of blowing the cover by telling them that they didn't invent post-its right. in front of Christy, who then turns it into like a whole joke, um, on Romy, um, because she hates Romy. Right. And so because she's an individual, that's the thing is like, you know, these people don't have the courage to be themselves. They don't want to stand up in front of everyone and say, this is who I am. Yeah. You know, it's like some people have an open marriage and that is their thing. And if that's your thing, be proud about it. Don't be hiding about it. But the the thing with them is that's not what their situation is. Like they're not doing that. Because they've made a, a decision to do that. They're doing it because they're so miserable. Yeah, they just, they hate their lives so much. Yeah, it's it's a shit show. I mean, when you see people like that, that are together, it's like you just see these invisible chains. And you're like, yeah. oh, God. Well, I mean, yeah, it's, there's no reason to be miserable if you don't have to be. Right. Um, but these people are extremely, extremely miserable because all they really care about is their outward appearance. Like... Do I look attractive to everyone? Does everybody think I'm successful? So really, everybody is playing that game. Yeah. Um, some people are just more successful at it than others because they kind of believe their own hype. Mm-hmm. Like, Christy kind of believes her own hype. And only when she's confronted, you know, by saying, well, are you, is that good? You like this? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm very happy. You know, she's not, but she no. says she is. Um, I think it's hilarious that Michelle <laughs> just tells them that they got fat, but they're all pregnant. That's <laughs> very funny. Michelle is ridiculous. Um, but the whole reunion is really just like a, 
an acting exercise of high status, low status. That's what it is. That's yeah, true. And it's, so it's like, you know, if anyone's not familiar with the game, it's just like you will be in a room, a party, wherever, and each of you will be assigned high status or low status. And so you'll start talking to someone else. And then the person that's running the exercise will say switch. And all of a sudden, the people who are high status are low and the people that are low status are high. And that's really what we see at the reunion. We yeah. just keep seeing these power shifts Yeah. because it's like, oh, I've got the upper hand. No, I've got the upper hand. Well, and at the end, kind of the big, you know, reveal that everybody starts to understand is that everybody was a little bit miserable about something. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you know, while you were feeling like this person was treating you like crap, yeah. you were treating somebody else like crap. Right. And Heather actually feels really good about that because she starts to understand that while she thought Sandy was treating her like shit, yeah. she was treating Toby like shit. And, she, and Toby felt really bad because of her treatment of Toby. So that makes her feel really good. <laughs> really, it's, it's kind of fucked up. I mean, it's awful like, kind of way. It's funny though. I mean, it's played very funny. It's played very funny, and I also like the fact that you know Toby says to Heather Mooney, "Look, you know this really hurts my feelings." Like she says to her, "Please stop doing it." Yeah. Heather, you know, is happy because she was able to make someone's someone else's life hell. Which does suck, but like you say, yeah, it's. But I mean, she yeah. she doesn't she stops. Yeah, like yeah. Toby, like kind of asserted herself about it, and she stops. And and after that kind of breakthrough, right, is when Heather goes outside and ends up talking to the cowboy, who she kind of ends up having a fling with, or you know maybe even a relationship. And it's kind of because she's grown up, you right. know, she doesn't care about sandy anymore she's like why did i ever have a thing for this guy what's wrong with me mm. you know and then she finds out that you know she wasn't the bottom of the barrel in high school there were still people that you know she made feel bad and <laughs> it kind of turns her attitude into a different thing and i think that's really funny it's a really funny journey for the heather mooney character from the beginning of this movie to the end of it yeah because when we see her She's just absolutely miserable. She just wants to spray vitriol everywhere she yeah, goes. She's so mad. Um, and at the end, she's still mad, but she's mad in a, in a not black dress. So it's a I mean, change. yeah, right. Well, it, it shows that, that she's changing, you yeah. know, because she does have that realization, like you said, which is a huge moment. And then her going for this flowery, you know, light, bright dress. <laughs> It's a big it's, move for her. Yeah, it's white with lemons on it. So it's like white and yellow. Um, but yeah, so... and then, Lemons is really funny, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> that's very funny. I didn't even it think is, about it. It is. That's what it is. And it looks that great is funny because great. she's still got something sour. Right, right. Um, perfect. <laughs> perfect for her. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's like a happy dress, but it's still miserable in some yeah. way. That's awesome. Well, and it's funny because I think that what we see in this movie is that... You know, we have Romy and Michelle really fighting against who they are mm -hmm. when they show up at this prom. They have these business suits on, <laughs> these black business suits, and their hair is up and everything. The briefcases? Oh, yeah. I the mean, briefcases are They lit. have the flip phone. Oh, my God. Does anyone need to make a call? They just take out, like, this brick? <laughs> the massive phone. <laughs> that they're walking it. around with it. But, you know, after the whole deal where they're, like, exposed for not really inventing post-its, you know, they have the option, really, to either go home, you know, embarrassed. Right. Or just say, screw it. We are who we are. Let's just go back and enjoy the night together. Yeah. We're, we're friends again, because they kind of had this, you know falling out in the middle about who's the Mary and who's the Rhoda. Right. And they both decide, you know, they're both the Mary and they both, you know, they dress in what they like to wear. Mm -hmm. They go back in, they dance with Sandy with their crazy performance art dance. Which is so good. And then, you know, they leave and they're, they're happy and they're themselves and, you know, Christy tries to, like, make fun of their clothes again. 
And, of course, Lisa, the Vogue editor, is like, actually, I think they're pretty cool. Yeah. And it's like, oh, a burn, Christy. So, it's awesome. And then when they fly away in the helicopter at the end with Sandy, you know, Christy's dress blows up. <laughs> and shows her pregnant belly. <laughs> yeah, and then, like, she's mortified, and it's like... The audience is like, ha-ha, and Romeo and Shell are like, ha-ha. And everything... And Billy is barfing in the bushes, oh, God. I think, at this time. Yeah. So, you know, they're now the cool people. Everything's been turned upside down. And they and actually in... get their dream because they've wanted to work together. And they've decided, you know, throughout, you know, this, this I don't know, this journey that, you know, they'd like to work together. And Michelle is like, I want to be a designer. And they get to have their own clothing store with a loan from Sandy Frank. Yeah, and it's a loan. Like, yeah. it's not like, you know, he just, Michelle's like, oh, I guess I'll be his girlfriend so I can get money or no. something. It's like, you know, they made a deal with him and he kind of invested in them. Um, so And it's big time. They have a, a place on Rodeo Drive. And it's just like, it's this happening place. And what we get to find at the end of the movie is that because Romy and Michelle were friends, they were themselves, they followed their own path, it all worked out. They got yeah. to live their dreams. And that's the turning point for them Yeah, was being themselves, wearing the clothes that they like to wear, mm -hmm. being creative and expressing themselves with fashion and with, you know, makeup and hair and the things that are important to them, which again is a great message because I think that women especially need to hear this sometimes, you know, the things that you're interested in aren't frivolous. You know, caring about clothes and makeup isn't frivolous. I mean, look at how many people there are now who are YouTubers who do makeup, you know, and makeup was always seen as not important or just something kind of silly, but it isn't. It can be an artistic form of expression. Right. Fashion can be an artistic form of expression. And this message in this movie is that. When they became themselves, they became successful. And it also shows that, you know, the idea of, of being married that everybody puts out there as being the top of the heap, it's not the end-all, be-all. You know, if you find the person, that's wonderful, and it works out. But it doesn't mean that you cannot be happy. It doesn't yeah. mean that you can't follow your passion. And... You know, I mean, it, it's very similar with uh, Legally Blonde. Because yeah. once again, we had a situation there where Elle at first was very interested in getting married. Mm -hmm. You know, and then we had a situation where Vivian was very interested in getting married. Yeah. And then both of them said no to Warner, followed their own paths. Become lawyers. Successful lawyers. Yeah, big time. And and they have a better life than, you know, you ever could have imagined. It's it's not, you know, I think the message is it's not to settle. And it can be so hard being yourself. It can be so hard trying to find what it is you want to do, what your path is. But I think that movies like this are wonderful because they say to you, hey, it's going to work out. Yeah. And that's, and, and it's going to work out because you're you. Yeah. Like your own special abilities, interests, talents are what's going to make your life work. And I think that's a great message. I just love it. I do too. I mean, it's something I want to bring up and this has nothing to do with, um, you know, the great message of the film, but something I did want to bring up is that we have a movie here, which is basically... Well, it is. It's an 80s high school reunion. And I didn't go to high school in the 80s, but I am a veteran of a great many 80s high school films. So <laughs> since I've seen so many high school films from the 80s, when I saw this, you know, in 97, it, it felt like I knew these people, generally speaking, like the archetypes of these characters, the situations, you know, that we were in. So it... It was like, I don't know, it was almost like I, you know, like in an Overlook Hotel sort of way, went to high school in the 80s and we celebrated, 
you know, all this, you know, great music. I love all the 80s music. Oh, yeah. There's so, the music in this movie is amazing. Right. Um, and the 90s music in it is really good, too. Yeah. Like, they play Just a Girl. Oh, I love no Just Doubt, a Girl. At the yeah. beginning, which is a great song, and it's really well deployed here. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I mean, last week we did Pretty in Pink. Okay? Right. Okay. And that took place with seniors in 1987, uh, 1986. Mm -hmm. And then this movie is people who graduated in the class of 87 it's crazy in 1997 so basically you know we're talking about the people from last week 10 years later wow <laughs> if you think about it well it but yeah i mean i'm like well where was steph you <laughs> know what i mean that, that's always the steph question is like billy but billy he's... is a total goob yeah i mean like I... steph was amazing and crazy but Billy was just kind of too stupid to yeah, be awesome. Billy was a real dumbass. You know what I mean? He was just kind of a donkey yeah. that needed to be led. Well, you the know guy what I mean? who plays him is this guy, Vincent Ventresca, and he does an amazing job. Perfect. Because he's like a total dipshit. Yeah. And, you know, he's in great shape or whatever, and probably would have been like a great high school quarterback guy, you know. But poor Romy is out here, like, mooning over him for, like, no reason. Because she's way too good for this idiot. Right. Um, but, you know. Also, I mean, I think this, you know, is a very big comment on the fact that people who are, you know, big popular people in high school may not last, you know. Because they may not be able to overcome that and, and become themselves. Because they're too defined by who they were in high school. Yeah, that image just stays with them, and they stay with that group, and they keep living, you know, that moment. They keep living that dream. They they don't go, yeah, yeah. They, they don't go beyond it. That's that's a great point. Yeah, and I mean, Christy's whole thing was to, like, have the popular boyfriend and get married and have kids. And she's done that, but it hasn't fulfilled her, because it isn't within her it isn't something within her that she's interested in i would venture to say that she probably doesn't know what she likes she said she wanted to be the next jane Pauley and be like a tv anchor woman but she kind of gave up on any dreams to to have babies and we find that she got pregnant right out of high school and married right out of high school yeah so it feels like her opportunity you know was taken away from her yeah not because that that's I do want to, like, stop and say, like, I don't believe that that has to be the end. I just think oh, that this, no, no. you know, this movie is saying that. I mean, I know people who got married right out of high school. I know people who got married during high school and are still married. Um, and, you know, that was the right thing for them. But in this movie, the idea with Christy is that, you know, she did have to give up on life, really, to get married and have kids well because billy sucks i mean let me let me be clear the reason that that she lost the opportunity to do anything is because billy sucks yeah. he can't do anything he's... i mean if he's doing drywall and you know christy's father runs the construction company i mean fuck you know what i mean she is gonna have to be there all the time looking after the child and looking after his dumb ass. Yeah. So that's that's what I that's what I mean. And she's just trying to pretend that this is what she wanted, but it right. really clearly isn't. No, and it's just sometimes when people are in a really negative situation, they double down on it. You know, they they keep going. Yeah. And it's just like you really want to make yourself believe that this is what you what you want. But yeah, I mean people can do anything. I mean, I've known a ton of people that have been pregnant, gone on to amazing careers, followed their dream. Or just been stay-at-home moms and been great moms. And they loved it, but it's what they wanted. Yeah. This this with Billy and Christy just is like a trap, and yeah. it sucks. It's not what she wanted. No. It's not what she would have wanted for herself. But her whole thing is that she's so image-conscious and so conscious of, you know, people thinking that she's the best. Yeah. That, you're right, she doubles down on it and tries mm -hmm. to pretend like this is it. And she's so thrilled with her life, but she's not. No. And that's the case with, you know, a lot of people. They come back to this reunion. They aren't happy with themselves, but they're trying to pretend they are. Right. The people who are happy with themselves 
are the people who just did what they wanted to do. And that's what Remy and Michelle come to in the end. And it's a wonderful story. Yeah, I, I really like it. I'm really glad that we got to see the story. It's one that I always think back on, mm-hmm. you know, because it is so unique. I really like Romy and Michelle. You know, they have great hearts and they're a lot of fun, you know, and they don't censor themselves. And when they do try to censor themselves and they turn into the business women, you know. And they look for the business women special. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's not them. But, I mean, these just seem like wonderful people. Like, yeah. I would love to work in their store. You know, like, these are very cool people. And yeah. it's nice to see people that are unique that get to do what they want because so many times when you see you know particularly these high school movies from the 80s it's about conformity yeah you know in the end you're always going to come around to do whatever is the cool thing at the time i mean fuck look at the end of greece yeah i mean exactly right yeah i mean that's even though that sandy went from you know being the good girl to being like the bad girl it's just because that's what everybody else was and she needed to fit in i mean i like that they say i'm not romy and michelle say i'm not gonna fit in Mm -hmm. they say you know what we stick out sounds good let's stick out i love that and that's what they do and that makes them unique and it, it gives them a purpose really with like their fashion store and being able to like dress people in fun clothes well it gives them a voice i mean if you're trying to be the same as everyone else you're not going to be putting out there what it is that you have to offer and the individual unique gifts that we have to offer are what make us special yeah i mean that's you know that's why you're a person and not every other person, yeah. you know, and I think it's important to find out what that is and, and really do that for yourself. Because I mean, again, back to like it being about women, I think it's important for all people Oh yeah, to do that. But in, with women in particular, I think society tells you that you're supposed to help everybody else before you help yourself. Um, that you're supposed to build, you know, you're supposed to help your husband or help your kids or help whoever, mm-hmm. you know, your siblings, your parents, you know, they want you to be like a caretaker and you end up putting yourself way down on the list if you even make an appearance at all. But really, you need to be at the top of your own list. You need to spend the time with yourself to learn what it is that you care about and pursue that in some way or else why are you alive? Yeah. It look, it's, it makes complete sense. I I mean, what you're saying, it, it makes complete sense. And like, even for me, I mean, it's something where, you know, I'm a people pleaser. I want people to like me. I want people to think, Hey, that's cool what he's doing. And whenever I go down that path, it, it, it sucks. Like, yeah. everything sucks. Like, nothing is good. I feel like a mess. Nobody really is, like, you know, interested in talking to me. And if I do, like, you know, form any type of, like, you know, friendship or connection with anyone else, it, it's based on someone I'm not, you know? And, and so it just, in the end, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. And it doesn't last no. because you have to keep playing the role. Yeah. I mean, that was the funny thing I was thinking about this business woman, you know. Yeah. They're playing this part and, you know, she, when Romy comes in like this, she really wants to impress Billy. Mm-hmm. But what would happen? What's the outcome here? She reverts to being who she is instead of just trying to be somebody who's impressing someone else, mm-hmm. uh, which, you know, she can't sustain you know, you're just playing a role. You're not being yourself. And eventually you're going to have to stop playing the role and be yourself again. And then, you know, whatever, you know, strides that you think you've made with somebody, they're gone because yep. you have to go back to being you. So, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to add? Be yourself. Yeah. I mean, that's what this is about. And that's what I love about it. I love watching this movie. It makes me feel good. Um, It's funny. Yeah. Very talented, very talented people in this. Yeah. It makes the point. 
it makes you laugh, it warms your heart, and it works out in the end. Yeah, I mean, these are all people who feel very real mm -hmm. to me, and I just, I like that. And I like that, you know, Romy and Michelle get to be themselves at the end of this. It's like a really happy ending yes. for them, and they didn't have to give anything up to get what they got you know no it well it turns out they had everything that they needed yeah. you know i mean they do get the benefit of the loan so that they can open their clothing store but that's really all they needed because that's it the minute they had the seed money yeah they they're already making it back you and know? i bet they could have found a way to do it even without sandy yeah they might could have they might could have gotten a business loan or something like that but mm -hmm. You know, I will say, like, traditionally, women in business didn't have the same opportunities as men. Hmm. Women didn't have financial independence until very recently. Thank you, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. But, you know, women wouldn't have had the same opportunity to get a traditional business loan. And so Sandy stepping in and handing them some money and saying, hey, I believe in your, you know, abilities. Mm -hmm. I want to see what you can do and becoming an investor. You know, they're going to pay him back the loan. Yeah. And this is like a non-traditional way to start a business. So it's just my little extra additional bonus point there. Well, it's good. And I'm glad you said it because honestly... I wouldn't have even thought about that. But yeah, I, I Jesus Christ. Yeah, you make a great point. I yeah. Um yeah, it's it's a simple movie, but it's not that simple. No. You know what I mean? It has this, so much. This is what we keep finding out when we do these movies is that, you know, there's a lot more to it than the meets the eye. And, you know, I love these movies with these super happy endings. And in this particular case, I'm really happy that the happy ending is just for Romy and Michelle, and it isn't about, oh, well, they found love, or they, you know, became a couple themselves, or some other weird, you know, thing sure. that could have happened. It's that they find fulfillment within themselves, and yeah. it's really awesome, because that just doesn't happen that much. No, it's yeah. unique. I love that. I love, you know, seeing people that are best friends. We've got best friends, and it works out. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, thank you for joining us for episode 37, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion and week three of our pink themed movies. Um, we will happily see you next week to discuss number four. And until then, stay comfy. Stay comfy. <laughs>